Welcome, everybody, to the greatest podcast in the world, the Persuasion School Podcast. I mean, where else can you go to learn to instantly become a more effective communicator, Alexa? I don't know. I can't think of one single place. Not one single place. That's the the voice of my beautiful, lovely, amazing, talented wife, Alexa. And then my name is Jake Savage. So if you're here for the first time, quick intro about me. I am a sales leader, been in sales for 14 years. Seven of that was door to door. I knocked on about 100,000 doors over the course of those seven years. Transitioned to, into a sales startup where my role there was to build and train a team of amazing elite salespeople and was the president there for the past three years. And now training people full time, the masses, how to be more persuasive and get more of what they want through this great show persuasion school. Alexa's nodding her head in mm-hmm. agreement. Yeah. So the premise of each show, we just break down one principle or method at a time on persuasive communication. And you can utilize this information in your everyday life to get more of the things that you want. Things like raises, promotions, deals, dates, donations, whatever. Just sell your ideas. One of the most important aspects of life, getting people to buy into what it is that we're, we're selling, right? Our ideas and getting people on board, creating a movement for change, a movement for good, whatever it is, this is the place to come and learn. So on today's episode, we're going to break down something really fun, really interesting. I think it will resonate with a lot of people as soon as we dive into it. Okay, okay. But real quick, wanted to let you know about my wife, Alexa. She is not in sales, and she joins as somewhat of an outsider, really. Kind of an outsider. When it comes to sales? (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, I guess when when it comes to sales. Big outsider. Or just life. What? No, not life. God, no. Sometimes. No, 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 no. Took it the wrong direction. Yeah, Yeah, so sales. Dark turn. (laughs) The point is that Alexa, I've prepared something each Thursday, and Alexa doesn't know what it is. So she's hearing it for the first time. So she'll provide a fresh perspective from somebody not in sales and usually interject with some questions if she has any. And so that way we're able to just digest it together and make sure that we fully unpack each of the topics. So that's Thursday. And then Wednesday, we've got a separate segment. It's called Whiskey Wednesday. It's where you can get to know a little bit more about me. We had people from the audience asking to hear some stories, hear a little bit more of the background, uh, things that qualify me for such a podcast, which is a joke because if you listen to the episodes, nothing qualifies me. Well, I think you have an insane life. Yeah. Actually, I, I should backtrack. I feel qualified, of course, for this podcast, given my career so far. But the the stories we go through on Whiskey Wednesday – Certainly don't lend any credibility to what to what I'm doing. I mean, I don't know. I think you could find some underlying things in there hmm. for sure. To be determined by the listeners. Yeah. We'll let you guys figure it out. Let but, us know. So on Wednesdays, Alexa prepares an idea or has a story in mind for me to tell, and I don't know what it is. So that's kind of the the, the trade off there. Yeah. yeah. I begged and pleaded. And I said, Tell me what you're going to say on Thursday. <laughs> So I, got I don't, I don't crack. I don't crack. I know. I keep it a secret until the last minute. All right. So without any further ado, today's episode, what I wanted to dive into was storytelling. And I hmm. I want to, yeah, I want to break this down because it's become a, a bit of a buzzword. Okay. Lately. I was going to say that. 
Yeah, it's I almost, almost annoying. Don't like yes. 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 Okay. So, so what? Annoying. Yeah. What does that even mean? Storytelling. Yeah, like I know what it means on the surface, but I think that's part of the problem is that everyone out here is calling themselves a storyteller. It's like in people's titles nowadays. So they're calling themselves a storyteller, get better at telling the story, tell a, a compelling story. Like what you know, it's just out there everywhere. But I don't know if anyone really understands what it means. Yeah. What does it mean? Well, and that's what we're going to get into here. Well, get get to it. <laughs> All right. So one thing that stood out to me about this whole craze behind storytelling was a book called Building a Story Brand by a guy named Donald Miller. So Donald Miller has written many New York Times best-selling books. Blue Like Jazz was one of his more Great book, n- notable yeah. books. Yep. That a lot of people have heard of. And then he's uh, written screenplays for for different movies, and he's just fully enveloped in actual storytelling, being an author and screenwriter. So he was, or through conversations with friends of his in the business world, he started to piece together over time that the stories behind brands and companies flow just like the plots of our favorite stories of all time. Stories like Harry Potter or Star Wars or whatever the case is, these Marvel movies, they all follow a similar plot line and companies, really successful companies, tell stories that follow the same exact plot line. So he started to notice this tie-in and thought, hey, I want to write a book to spread this word and help companies everywhere tell better stories, more compelling stories that move their customers to action. So read the book and loved the book, read it twice. But I think what uh, struck a chord with me from this book, again, Building a Story Brand by Donald Miller. He's not sponsoring this or anything, although he should. He should. Yeah. Doing a whole he episode well on should. But I, I do recommend that you read the book. But anyways, what struck a chord with me was he talks about the biggest mistake that brands make when it comes to telling a story. And instantly – I interpreted this as the same mistake that salespeople make on an everyday basis. And not just salespeople, but the masses. People, when we're trying to communicate something and get buy-in for our idea or get someone to jump on board, buy what it is that we're selling, donate to our campaign, get your kids to listen to, get your partner to listen to you, we're telling the wrong stories. And that's why I'm excited to, to jump into this episode because we're oh not just going to say. This is like a cliffhanger. What yeah. is it? Oh, I'm telling the story. Oh. Are, are you purposely doing <clears> it like that? No, I've just, I've just become such You're a good really storyteller. You're keeping me on time. the edge tonight. Really? Yeah. How so? I just want to know more. I feel like <clears> just <throat> tell me what the secret is. All right. So the biggest mistake that brands make according to this book and i think the biggest mistake that we make when trying to convey our ideas is we position ourselves as the hero in our customer's story how this translates to other aspects if i'm trying to get you to do something alexa it's easy for me to paint a picture of maybe like an issue or a problem that you've got and i paint the picture of how i can solve it and that's my approach 
hoping that I'm going to swoop in like the hero and you'll say, yes, I need your help with this. Right. And, and a lot of us frame things this way. And if you're in, uh, in nonprofit fundraising, I think it's the same. A lot of times we we frame ourselves as the hero in this journey of the people group that we serve, whomever they may be. Right. And then we're, we're telling that story to the donors. We're telling the wrong story. To, we have the wrong story anyways. And we're telling the wrong story to the wrong audience. And so, again, just to recap, the biggest mistake that salespeople make is positioning themselves as the hero in the story. Okay, so if that's the mistake, how do we correct it? What brands need to do and what we as persuasive communicators need to do is we need to position ourselves not as the hero, but as the guide in the story. We were never meant to be the Luke Skywalkers or the Harry Potters. All along, we're supposed to be Dumbledore or Obi-Wan Kenobi. That's our role. Because, and here's just a quick snapshot as to why that's so much more compelling. All of us internally have our own narratives. Our, our lives are centered around us and nobody else. Our lives are centered around us and we're the hero. We're the protagonist. So when you have somebody else trying to get you to buy into their idea and they're framing themselves as the hero of the story, it's not nearly as compelling as them framing you out to be the hero and they're a guide stepping in to help you get what you want. Mm. The quest you've already been on. Yeah. Yeah. It's like therapy. Exactly. Like therapy. And Alexa is a therapist in case people were wondering. But that's a great point. I mean, that's that's really the role that we're supposed to play. Okay. So biggest mistake, one more time, is we as persuasive communicators tend to position ourselves as the hero in the audience's story. What we need to do is position ourselves as the guide in our audience's story. So this is a, a total plot twist, essentially, right? We're switching everything up. If it's no longer our story, you know, and we're, and we're talking about our audience's story, we need to learn more about them so that we can fill in the blanks, the rest of the blanks for those plot points. And here are the seven plot points straight from that book, from Building a Story Brand. Here you go. A character wants something, but there's a problem and they're unable to get it. The character meets a guide who gives them a plan and calls them to action. This action helps them to avoid failure and end in a success. So those are the seven plot points, again, straight from this book. And this is exactly what we can use if we want to become better storytellers. So what does this mean? If I work for a company and I'm trying to sell my services, or if I'm just trying to get my boss even to give me a raise or a promotion, right? The stories we tend to tell are oriented around ourselves. I've been doing, let's, let's, let's use the promotion example. I've been doing all of this work for years. I came here, you know, fresh out of college. I spent the last seven years here. I'm, I'm in early, I'm out late. Like you're just telling this whole story, but it's about you has nothing to do with your boss, right? So you're, you're all, right off the bat telling the wrong story. Same thing if you're in sales for a company. What's the story that we think we're supposed to tell? We tell the origin story, how the founder thought of it, the problem the founder was experiencing, the solution the founder came up with. And now we find, now we identify all other companies out there that are experiencing the same problem and we come in and we save the day with the solution that our founder mm. came up with. 
Wrong story, wrong story, wrong story. Even yesterday on Whiskey Wednesday, we talked about how to ask somebody out on a date. You, it, again, people use the wrong story. They start talking about themselves, trying to sort of puff up their chest, puff up their feathers, right, to make themselves look impressive to this person that they want to ask. But instead, what did we talk about? Asking questions about the other person the entire time to gather information about them. And then you craft a story around them being the hero. It, by the way, that's a great episode to check out. We talked about how to get somebody to go on a date with you. But we did frame how you want to identify what their interests are, the places that they like to go, and the activities that they like to do. So you're actually just helping them do all the things that they like to do as the guide. Yeah. Yeah, so we were already using storytelling and asking somebody out for a date. All right, so one more time to reiterate those plot points. A character wants something, but there's a problem and they're unable to get it. The character meets a guide who gives them a plan and calls them to action. Then this action helps them to avoid failure and end in a success. So if we want to be ultra compelling and ultra persuasive, we need to fill in the blanks of these seven plot points. What does the character want? Hey guys, if you know me, you know that I am always looking for a way to just make a difference with whatever it is that I'm doing. And I recently found a way to do that through a product that I consume probably a million times a day, and you might as well, and that's coffee. Yeah, I found this brand, Free Lunch Coffee, and they're on a mission to actually end hunger in the lives of young children. And when you buy just one bag of Free Lunch Coffee, you're actually providing 10 meals to children in need. So pretty cool way to make a difference just from something you use every single day. On top of that, Free Lunch Coffee gives away 50% of the money they make. So half of the money they make to end hunger in the lives of young children. Pretty amazing. The coffee is specialty grade, certified organic and fair trade. Of course, they offer a 100% money back guarantee for 30 days. So if you buy it and you don't love it, They'll give you a full refund. You can keep the coffee too. You literally have nothing to lose. They've also got some cool mugs, tumblers, and other merch on the website, which I definitely recommend checking out. Again, every purchase from Free Lunch Coffee provides 10 meals to underprivileged kids. So if you want to jump on board, try some of the coffee, go to freelunchcoffee.com. You can use the code PERSUASION for 15% off. Again, that's freelunchcoffee.com. Use the code PERSUASION for 15% off. So if I'm trying to get a raise or promotion, or if I'm being interviewed, what does the interviewer want or the company want? If I'm asking for a raise or promotion, what does my boss want? In order to give well, you the... Yeah, yeah. What's, what are just some of the things my boss wants in general? Boss wants everybody to be happy, high employee uh, workplace satisfaction so that people can do their best work. Good employees. Good employees. That, yeah, the, the boss wants quality work, productive employees, happy employees, so they're not complaining, but also this, so that they're doing great work. And the boss wants results. Boss wants more top line and more bottom line, so more profit, right? So all those things. And they also want to look good if they have a boss. If it's not the CEO and it's a mid-level manager, they want to look good in front of their boss. They want status. They want respect. They want their own promotion. They want their own raise. These are all the things that your boss might want. So before you go in there asking for a raise, talking about what you want, you need to sit down and go through these plot lines. Okay, if I'm the guide in my boss's story and my boss is the hero, 
I need to fill in the blanks here. What does my boss want? Let's say it is a mid-level manager. Maybe they want recognition from the CEO or they want a promotion, right? Or they want the employees to be happy and do good work. Okay, so what's the problem preventing your boss from getting those things? Well, maybe your boss has certain um, performance trackers that are set on him or her and they need to hit those before they can be promoted. But the problem is that they're not there yet. So now we've got what the character wants and we know that there's a problem preventing them from getting what they want. The next plot point is that the character meets a guide. So that's you, right? Or that's me if I'm asking for the raise. And this guide gives them a plan. So what we need to do is give our boss a plan as to how they can get what they want ultimately. And obviously that plan has to include us getting a raise, but we need to, we need to have a plan prepared that's going to help our boss get what they want. The next plot point is calling them to action. So I'm not just going to lightly suggest or kind of dance around this topic of my boss giving me a raise. I need to call my boss to action. So if I know that they want their own promotion, but they're unable to get it because they haven't met their own performance trackers yet, I'm the guide. I'm going to give them a plan. So for example, my plan might be that I have a strong relationship with all of my coworkers and I feel as though I have the ability to influence them positively and, and help rally the troops to achieve the results needed for that boss to hit their own performance trackers. So you're going to approach your boss with this plan and say, I, I know that you have to hit certain performance metrics in order for you to get promoted here at this company. And I think in order to do that, our team has to achieve A, B, and C results. I know that we have fallen short the past couple quarters, but I have an idea for us to hit them on the next quarter. And I, I really want to bring this idea to the rest of the team, and I think we can work together to achieve these results. So that's the plan that you've given, right? Now they're, they're listening because you're the guide in their story. It's already far more compelling. Now the point is calling them to action. This is your point to say, I, I think we can work together on this. I can get the team to achieve the results needed, but I've also been putting in a ton of work. And in order to get these results, I'm going to be putting in even more work, you know, in order to influence the team, rally the troops and help us get what you need. So if I'm putting in more work, I think it's fair that I'd be compensated accordingly. And here's what I had in mind. And that's when you drop the number that you're looking to get as far mm -hmm. as the raise goes. So now it's not out of nowhere. You're not saying you deserve it because you've worked your butt off for all these years. You're making it completely about them. And now it seems far more fair. But let's not forget the next two plot points. The next plot line is to avoid failure. And I, I, I want to keep working here. I want to do everything I can to help us achieve these results. But I already feel sometimes like I'm at my wits end. And if we don't hit this, then it's going to be devastating for our team to not achieve the results. And I'm sure it probably would for you as well, right? Because that would be three quarters in a row where we haven't met the goal. And then stop and let that sink in. So the, the point of this plot point is to help them or show them how the plan will help them to avoid failure. So you need to paint a picture of what failure looks like. Hmm. And then... Last plot point is end in a success. 
So you're calling them to action, and that action is going to help them avoid failure and end in a success. So again, I'm going to be putting in these extra hours. I think it'd be fair that it'd be compensated according to those extra hours and the extra responsibilities that I'll take on. But by doing that, we won't have three quarters in a row where we missed our trackers, and we'll finally have a quarter where we blow it out of the water. We'll achieve all these results our team will be happy, and I know you'll be happy because I know the CEO has been looking to you to help us achieve those results. So now you've painted a full picture from A to Z using the seven different plot points. It had nothing to do with you, how long you've been there, why you deserve this raise or whatever based off of all the work. You told a completely different story that was oriented only around your boss. And because your boss wants to be the hero, now you're also making it easier for your boss to say yes. Because we all want to be the hero in the story. So by giving you the raise, they become the hero. It's a win-win situation. An, an easy way to remember this is a quote from one of my all-time favorite people in the world, Zig Ziglar, of course. Zig always says, you can get everything you want in life if you can just help enough other people get what they want. Hmm. So I think that that should just serve as a backdrop for this episode in, in storytelling, at least in this context, in this framework. You know, if you, if you heard nothing else from this episode, just stop telling stories about yourself and why you deserve things when you're trying to get other people to say yes. You need to tell the story where they're the hero and you're the guide and you're just there helping them get what it is that they want. Yeah, like the genie. Like, Aladdin. There you go. Like the genie from Aladdin. Absolutely. Maybe. I haven't seen it in a while, so that might not be. I, I think it's. I think it's uh, probably pretty pretty applicable. Pretty Serving applicable. as a guide. All right. So give that a shot. Keep that in mind the next time that you're up to persuade somebody, or if you want to be a more effective communicator. So whether you're in sales or fundraising, you're just trying to get your kids or partner to listen to you, get somebody to go on a date with you. Tell a fresh story, a story all about them, painting them as the hero, you as the guide, you will be more effective. Guys, if you're looking for more content on persuasive communication, you can catch me on Instagram. I'm most active there. It's at It's Jake Savage. Always feel free to send me a DM. If you have a question that you want answered on the show or just topic suggestion, drop us a line at persuasionschoolpodcast.com. Also, the highly coveted Trust Me, I'm a Salesman shirt is available for sale. We wanted to have fun with it, so we're giving 100% of the profits to anti-trafficking organizations. So we've got Trust Me, I'm a Salesman, and Trust Me, I'm a Saleswoman, both available on PersuasionSchoolPodcast.com. Go check it out. Until next time. What? I feel like that's also helping to change the stigma of salespeople. Oh, well, absolutely. That's why I think it's a fun shirt is because it's contrary to popular belief when it says, trust me, I'm a salesman. People laugh because like, uh-huh, obviously salespeople are terrible. But yeah. we are trying to change the stigma. Salespeople should be servants, should be helpful. And in light of this episode, helping people get what they want. Mm -hmm. The guides. Boom, comes full circle. All right, everybody. Enjoy the rest of your week. See you next time.